Hello, sexies. You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play, and Sparks, your host and sex goddess for the evening. We are here for the purposes of educating, entertaining, and informing you in all areas of sexuality, sexual health, kink, relationships, and the business of sex. I am so excited as I am every weekend because I have one of the most intelligent, sexy, and a woman that's going to blow your mind with all that she does. But before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about her. Inko Winter is an erotic filmmaker and founder of Four Play Films, an independent all-woman porn production company. Additionally, Inka is the creator of Sexucation, the sex ed arm for Four Play Films. Inka founded Four Play Films out of her determination to make porn by women and for women. Her erotic films titillate the senses through sexual chemistry, consent, autonomy, and the female gaze. Spending her formative year living in an alternative artist commune in Austria gave Inka a critical eye for what constitutes generally sexy, consensual female pleasure and set the foundation for her creative endeavors in erotic filmmaking. Her background in costume design and styling informs her aesthetic and translates to the editorial feel of her films. Inka, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey. Well, okay. Tell me, first thing I really need to know was what is the, uh, uh, the commune in Austria? How, how did you get there? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, um, that is a little bit of a sad story. So just like trigger warning for people. Um, okay. Because okay. really, like, I mean, is it a commune? Was it a cult? Yeah, it probably was more like a cult. <laughs> And I got there when I was four years old, and I was there without my parents. So it's it's not mm. a like fun story. Um, even though there's okay. some, you know, there's some like in terms of creativity and and stuff that like influenced me and that I you know don't want to miss. It's also like you know, yeah, not. How, how old were you when you left? Um, I was twelve. It was 12 yeah. when you left. Okay. Okay. So something's good about it. Something's yeah. not so good about yeah. it, but it, it helped you develop into the person that exactly. you are. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Okay. All right. So born as opposed to filming puppies, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, there are people making really good films yeah. about puppies. So why, why porn and not, why porn and not puppies? So, yeah, I mean, again, um, like a personal story um, for me, like about maybe 10 years ago, I lost my sex drive after an abortion. And um, mm -hmm. with my partner, you know, it took me at least like a year or so to even sort of, you know, want to be back in that um, area. And um, mm -hmm. so, you know, I was like, what? What can we do? And people watch porn in order to, you know, spice up their sex life. So we thought that's something we should try. And then watching mm -hmm. sort of like trying to find things on the Internet, everything that we were finding was just sort of stuff that I did not want to see. And that was not helping me at all. So, you know, like the mainstream porn is just, you know, more focused on the male gaze and women are often more like objects that are there to serve men. So that just didn't, didn't really like, mm -hmm. you know, titillate my senses. 
<laughs> and okay. were you were you like, what is this bullshit we're watching? Say it again. <laughs> were you thinking, what is this bullshit yeah. we're watching? That's not that's not how I respond. That's I would never respond that way to the pizza boy. Yeah, the pizza boy. And you know, the funny thing is, and, and studies have confirmed that too, that, you know, on a physical level, women do get aroused pretty much by anything that's sexual. But on a mental level, mm -hmm. like we don't. So now there was this feeling for me where I was like, I'm actually physically sort of turned on, but I'm mentally disgusted at the same time. So this is really a very mm -hmm. uncomfortable state to be in. Um, yeah, so it's like mixed, it's a mecha, it's a, like a mixed emotion, two different things that are happening in the body at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Like there, there's been like, there's been this okay. study basically where they've, um, uh, showed different kinds of porn to men and women. And at the same mm -hmm. time, they were measuring arousal, like, you know, with a man, you kind of see arousal and you measure like, you know, blood flow and whatnot. And a woman, you have like an internal um, device that measures blood flow and, and lubrication and all of that. And at the same time, mm -hmm. men and women were asked um, on, a, on a piece of paper to say whether they were aroused or not. And with the men, mm -hmm. like what they said they were aroused by corresponded with their erection. And with women, it mm -hmm. didn't. Like they said they weren't aroused, but they were physically like measurably aroused at the same time. Um, and so basically women respond to a lot of things physically without mentally like responding to them. Um, there's different theories yes, to why that is. But yeah, that's which are well, do you know yeah are? so the most sort of like like the anthropological evolutionary like theory is that maybe because women were sexually abused and raped and things done to them so much over time mm -hmm. that the the body just developed the mechanism to be lubricated and to be sort of like physically part of it in order to have less injury so yeah. Yes. Huh. So, so hmm, that's, that's um, interesting. And I wonder if, because this is not my mm -hmm. area of expertise, so I'm just like, oh no. But yeah, when you say that, it, is it, is it for, for the trauma to protect you from the trauma like or physical just that? tearing. During, yeah. All of that. I wonder, I wonder if it's, if it was not only for the body to protect because of the trauma, but just the fact that the penis is entering the vagina exactly. before before we knew what love was and the emotions of sex, it was all procreation, procreation, procreation. So it might not it might not have been like rape per se, the way we think of rape today. It might have been the man was like, we need to do these things to get these babies. So I'm just going to put my dick in. So she never had the time. To, she didn't know she was supposed to. She couldn't mentally prepare. So I wonder if the body just did that. You know, even if she wanted to. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's. I mean, wondering. we we don't exactly know those things, but I mean that could totally be part of the theory as well. Like I, you know, I, that sort of ties in with the other theory too. So I mean, it could could be, yeah. Interesting, interesting, because even going along those lines for many years, I think men used men who raped used that as a way to say she wanted oh, it too. Oh yeah! Oh my god, that whole like rape conversation and like oh uh, well she was she had an orgasm that must mean she liked it. No, that was a physical reflex, you oh. know. 
The reflex, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Some men don't know what, what the hell a reflex yeah. is. So you're watching these movies with your partner and, and they're not thrilling to you on one end, your body's being a little bit responsive, but ultimately you're like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, basically, like I just started to talk about it and, you know, I was like doing a lot of searches and, you know, this is like 10 years ago. So, you know, there wasn't as much as, you know, now there's more people making feminist porn, but at that time there wasn't. <laughs> and so I was just joking with my friends and I was like, because I, I'm also working in a, a film industry as a costume designer. So, you know, I know film filmmakers. Yeah. So I'm like, and everybody's like, yeah, ha, 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 we should make that. And then, you know, at some point, I just, um, this was kind of like in the whole Fifty Shades of Grey area where people were a little bit more mm-hmm. open to to things. And GQ Spain had this fashion film that was like super like erotic BDSM, but it was still like in the line of GQ fashion. And I watched Mm -hmm. it and I was like, oh, my God, that's what I want porn to look like, you know, just based on my background of like fashion and editorial. I'm like, yes, I want a fashion editorial and sex together. This is perfect. (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) And so like I just at that moment, I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do this myself. And then I asked my friend, really? yeah. And I was like, I asked my friend, and I was like, she she was a, a a woman that I did photography with and fashion editorials. She was also a cinematographer, so I asked her if she would help me make a teaser. And she was also a director, so I asked her to direct did, uh, direct it as well. And so she said yes, but when it came time to do it, she's like, actually, I'm not available. I'll connect you with this other female cinematographer. And then I'm like, well, who's going to direct it? And she says, you. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So that's uh, how that happened. (laughs) So you you directed the first film with... with The first people you were with, though, were they professionals or were you working? Yeah, so this was just a teaser. Like, there wasn't any sex happening yet at that point. It was just sort of like a, like, it was just a sensual video that sort of showed the vision of, like, what visually I wanted it to be like. And so I literally Mm -hmm. hired some, like, models that were okay with doing that. And, um, you know, it's Los Angeles, so you can, there's a lot of collaboration going on. You can find people to do things that are into it and so but yeah so there was only like a little bit of like exposed breast and some touching that wasn't you know it was very very um yeah 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 you can you can't swing a bat without hitting a model <laughs> <That's> <laughs> actors <definitely> that, true. <laughs> in LA true. for 11 years mm-hmm. um i've met a million models men women and and, and yeah. everything um well you start with the teaser and then well, you, you did the teaser about what so then um I was sort of like so in the beginning I didn't actually think that there needed to be penetrative sex necessarily I was just thinking like a sex scene in a movie that's like super central but maybe like longer and you know like I guess more of the line of like softcore is what I was thinking but like very much stylized and much prettier and you know all of that and then um 
somehow the teaser came into the hands of the uh, managing executive at, at Penthouse and she really liked what I did and so she wanted to work with me and so I had this meeting and she's like well but for Penthouse we do like one softcore version and a hardcore version so you'd have to be okay with filming sex and so okay. I was just like okay <laughs> You just decided to jump in and go, let's do this. And so, well, <laughs> after that, I was like, well, this is for women. So let me ask all the women in my life and ask them, you know, what they want. And so I, I talked to, yeah. to them and everybody was like, well, if it's shot well and if it's shot pretty, then we want to see it. And I was like, well, the whole point of me doing this is for it to look pretty. So that part of it, I will also make look pretty. So therefore, I guess that's what they want. So they should have it. <laughs> So yeah. So do to explain to our audience, even though I know just you saying the words, but ex, you know, for those who may be interested in film or or filming porn or even boudoir mm -hmm. photography, could you explain the difference from the artist's perspective yourself mm -hmm. between the male what something the finished product looks like for the male gaze and what it looks like from the what the female gaze is? Yeah. Um so I think, you know, to do like a very basic explanation would be men film what they like to experience and what they would want to see. And from the woman's perspective, I'm filming something that a woman wants to experience and want to see. And um, I think that, you know, mainstream porn, the way it is now is just very... It's, it's it's the male gaze, but it's also a specific male gaze because it's not like there aren't a lot of men that are also looking for different kind of porn. So, you know, obviously, like, you know, calling it the main male gaze, it is a little bit generalized, but, you know, that's mm -hmm. terminology is general. But it, it's what has been... The, the norm. Traditional. Yes, exactly. The norm, exactly. right. The norm. Exactly. So do you, have you found in your experience whether it's directing or the feedback that you receive from the audience, when you have two women together and let's say one is uh, more masculine and one is more feminine because it's two women, but even if one is more masculine, it still comes from the view of the, of the female gaze, if you will, or does it, change any when it's two women and one is more masculine than the other well so so i mean for, first of all like everything that i shoot like i shoot a lot of heterosexual um couples and i also mm -hmm. do like you know lesbian women but to me mm -hmm. it's not about what i'm filming it's about how i'm filming it and it's about sort of the the quality of the interaction between the people and not about what kind of interaction it is necessarily because okay. because like something like there could be a film because you know some some women like to be dominated and and like to be submissive and whatnot which is something that i would also film but i would then in the beginning make it clear that the woman is asking for it so now we know this sure. is for the woman's pleasure and so that changes right. the whole like concept of the film automatically. And then like mm -hmm. how it's filmed in terms of like visual sort of the, the lighting, the, the cinematography, all of that is, you know, 
like women are just like very much into beauty and into like like this the, the atmosphere you know like a romantic getaway we want there to be a pretty hotel room and there like you know nice food and candlelight and all of those things mm -hmm. are things that that I, you know, trans like it's like we, we experience life with all of our senses and we experience sex with all of our senses. Yeah. Exactly. Not just the pizza guy <laughs> who drops the box and then you pick it up and he goes, hey, I'm going to fuck her from behind because she's bent over to get the box. Ah, ah. There used to be um, there used to be uh, a radio station in Boston where I grew. Oh, no. Or was it L.A.? Shit. Now <laughs> it had to be L.A. Because I was, I left, I left Boston when I was twenty. When I was an adult, but there used to be um, a radio show that on the morning show, like every Friday, mm -hmm. they would do a segment called Bad Black Porn. Okay. And people would come call in to the DJ, and it was like the DJ and his crew and the guy or whatever. He would set the scene. Okay, I'm the pizza boy, and I'm going to deliver the pizza. And then you're the woman receiving the pizza and then the box is going to drop. So, and they would play this scene because, you know, as an African-American woman, it's been difficult to find in the past, it was difficult to find good porn with African-American yeah. uh, stars in there. That's where I'm going. So uh, Inka, do you know Jet Setting Jasmine and King Noir? No. No, so they are um, adult entertainers, master fetish trainers, African-American, and they themselves have their own production company and they do ethical. Mm -hmm. As the African-Americans portrayed in the films are not like, to, to put it lightly, you know, the help. Yes, yes I know. <laughs> because in the, yes, right? Like, why can't the, you know, why can't the African-American guy be a doctor? Why does he have to be the pizza boy or the freaking yeah. gardener? You know, and not be fetishized because a lot of um, African-American adult entertainers are fetishized not only on the boxes and the covers, but they're fetishized within the film. So, yeah, and reinforcing whole, stereotypes, I mean. And reinforcing, yeah, the BBC, the big ghetto booty, all of that. So Jasmine and King themselves are um, and other you know, black BIPOC uh, adult entertainers are now asking in light of what's happening with Black Lives Matter, asking those who are at the forefront of this industry to stop that yeah. shit. They're like, stop it. Yeah, I don't know stop if you heard about um, Expis. Um, they actually had a um, a panel like right in the beginning. They, yeah. yeah, so I was, I, were I, you on it? I mean, I was on then I was on a different panel. No, I, mean, I, yeah, I was I on a different like, Were you on the panel? Were you on the call? Like I was on the call. Um, I listened to the panel. Mm -hmm. um, it was like um, Isaiah Maxwell was on there, and Lotus Lane, and Kira Noir, and a bunch of others. Um, yes, yeah, yes, it, yes. it was it was great, and it was it was kind of funny because to me, um, and I think this is something that they pointed out as well on the panel. So I'm originally a German, and so like mm -hmm. in Germany, like in in Europe, porn has always been like what they're looking for. Like basically, black a black adult actor is like a person in a film. You know, like a man, yeah, 
a He's woman, uh, whatever, father, whatever the, the role is. And in this country, yeah. this whole like race thing and interracial and whatever, you know, like the whole like reinforcing stereotypes, it's something very American. It's something that's part mm -hmm. of this culture that is something that reflects what the problem in this culture is like in the porn. And so... So in Europe, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean no, no, to cut no. you off. Go ahead, sweetheart. No, yeah, so basically in Europe, like this is, it's not a thing. Like black adult actors are just actors. That's it. Wow. So there's no interracial categories mm -hmm. for porn no. in Europe? It's not a fetish. Wow. It's not a thing. I didn't wow that and is so, so yeah and it was it, it was interesting for me to listen and just be sort of like okay great like this is exactly what I'm doing this is how I see the world this is what I've always done and wanted to do I'm glad that that's like totally in line with what everybody's asking for um so yeah that was that was interesting to hear and you know something that yeah, it, it's just something, and that's maybe because I'm European, like, it's, it, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind to do anything like that in the first place, you know, like. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, and I, you know, I, as a sex educator myself and sex goddess, you know, I primarily present my seminars and, um, and sell my products at adult-only on adults only cruises and resorts and hotel takeovers and some not all but there are a couple of events where they used to have something called the chocolate room oh wow it was you know a room full of black yeah. men where i mean anybody you know, could, but mostly white women and, and white men would come down. The white men, white men would bring their white women down to have their fantasy fulfilled to be fucked by these big dick black yeah. men. And I was appalled. And, you know, initially I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, are you kidding me? And it was like, it's, it's a market, yeah. but I'm like, but yeah, but why are the, why are the black men doing it? Yeah. That, that was the part that was bothering mm. me. Just because it was available, why are you? And I'm well. So I, after several conversations with several of the brothers, I realized that they realized they were being fetishized, yeah. and it did not bother them. So it wasn't like they didn't mm -hmm. know, you know. What I mean, and it bothered them. It didn't bother them one bit. So I'm like, okay, well, if it don't bother you. Don't bother me. I, you know, but. Being in a swinger environment, I have myself been approached by white people who look at me and they're breathy, you know, like they could barely talk. And they're like, oh my God, I've, I've never had sex with a black woman. Oh I'm like, and I'm like, and <laughs> do you see fantasy for four written across my fucking forehead? It's like, the you know. Well, yeah. And I, now there are some people who, of course, are like, really, let me be your first. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm just, I just was never yeah. that that girl. But there have been times where I've met somebody and they just just mm. so happen, you know, I discover in the, you know, in the midst of something or after it's all over that I might've been there first, but it wasn't a goal. Right. And I mean, there's also like, you know, I guess those, those men that you were mentioning, they were okay with monetizing that 
fetish or that, you know, that dynamic that exists in the world. But I think partially the problem was before that there wasn't any other roles for black uh, talent in adults available. Exactly. So, yeah. So I hope that changes. Which has nothing to do with today, but a lot of, a lot of African-American, you know, if you, I wasn't on that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, I understand that some of the people that were there were like, enough's mm -hmm. enough. And they realize it, but they still chose to do it no matter what. Whereas people like Jasmine and King are yeah. like, we're not doing it. And I interviewed King recently and Jasmine, and he was like, I lost out on a lot of roles because I was not going to be Right. And that's, that's so. the thing. Some people are like, well, we don't really have a choice. So they submit to it just thinking that, that financially that that's what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I was in um, Cap Dodge. And have you been to Cap Dodge in the south no, of France? No, I haven't. I haven't. The city of 40,000 nudists, of course, which brings on, you know, swingers mm -hmm. and everybody else. But I was I was there a couple of years ago at a, a party after a party and realized that I was at a party where all except two of the women there were African, were mm -hmm. black, excuse me, right. not African American, were black from girlfriends in America and all of their partners were white in Germany. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. And I said in my wildest dreams I could never configure this happening where because I'm usually one of the only yeah. black women and, and everyone else is white and the black men are there with white women. So to be with all of these black women whose partners not like some guy she just picked right. up and but and also lived in Germany, yeah. as a matter of fact. And I think them lived in Berlin. So I'm like, huh? Do I need to move to Berlin? <laughs> you know? Yes, Berlin is a very this open and of, very cool city in that regard. That's for sure. Like it's definitely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Did you did you grow up there? Or did you grow? You yes, grew up I in grew Austria? up in Austria, but then I Berlin was um, for high school and college. That's that's where I lived for that. So so I do consider Berlin my home, basically. Yeah. Oh, very, very nice. Wait, how how can I ask how old you are now? You can. I am 41. You're just a baby. I'm old enough to be your mama child. <laughs> Girl, please, 41 is good. Well, this is amazing. So you launched the business, you you launched foreplay in 2017. Yes. 17, yeah. Yeah, 2017. So in a very short time, you've won. A number of awards for your films, right? You did the, speaking of Berlin, your film has been recognized at the Berlin Porn Film yes. Festival, the Vienna Porn Film Festival, the Royal Academy of Arts in London. Briefs, briefs, is that, um, that's the one with Dan no, Savage? Hump is the one with Dan Savage. Oh, Hump is the one with, I, how long is, I, I would love to meet that man yes, one day. Awesome. I quote <laughs> I quote his, uh, I love to quote him saying, I can live in a sexless marriage, but I won't have a sexless oh. life. That is my favorite quote of yeah. his. And um, so now that, so do you enter the festivals? Have you entered festivals every year? I mean, yeah, every, uh, all the yeah. festivals work with? I've, I've like I've entered festivals, like since I started making films and gotten into festivals mm -hmm. like every year so far. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you and do you enjoy the festivals? I mean, when, I've never been to a porn film festival, so I'm just imagining. Yeah, 
it's hella free. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> thing is, like, to be honest, like, so obviously, like, for like, uh, the Vienna and the Berlin Porn Film Festival, I actually didn't go because, you know, just flying out there, like, and I I've usually have different times to be in Austria and Berlin. So it's just kind of like didn't happen. Mm. Um, and then, like, so Hump porn film festival i mean it's 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 a lot of fun but it's more like um it's like more like a 90 minute screening with all five minute films that sort of like travel so there there's not as much of a festival feel to it as other film festivals but it's great and it's just really accessible and um well now they actually went online actually most film festivals went online so they're really accessible now actually for for anybody anywhere mm-hmm. um and i missed i also missed scenic Inc. new york last year that sounded like a blast i kind of wasn't really aware of how much party stuff was gonna go on so ah when does that happen it Cine is King? like january in, in new york um oh it's freaking cold yeah. <laughs> and i wanted to go this year but then you know maybe it was february but it was all like covid was already starting so it just didn't seem like a yeah. good idea. Yeah. So yeah, like that Scenic Inc. and and some of the other festivals definitely have a lot of like play parties, after parties type thing that, you know, yeah, there's there's both of those things combined. On um, both sides of the stage throughout high school, which when she went to college, she also worked on both sides of the stage. So once she moved to New York, there weren't any dance projects, so she picked up on dance festivals, film festivals on the production side mm. because she had experience from school. So she's pretty much kept busy, and actually she's going to be working on the production side on the Jewish. Oh. She'll be. Yeah, so she's, you know, but she's also dancing too, and she's doing her own little short film. So. If you're ever looking for production assistance, <laughs> yeah, I mean, or whatever, I, I have somebody for you. Aww. She's you know 24 and doing and doing her doing Aww. her thing. That's so awesome. It is it yeah it is it is such good. So what more is so what more are you filming now? Are you still have you still been able to film this year? So or? I haven't started yet, but um, so there's pretty rigorous testing going on because, you know, here there, the past system where actors in LA get tested for STDs already exists. Right. So there's now a COVID panel added to the testing. And so now um, people have to be tested like COVID tested before every film that they're in. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, nothing is safe, like 100%, but I think it's definitely sort of as safe as any of the other jobs that people are doing out there right now. Sure, um, so sure. I want, I'm going to start filming in a couple of weeks. I have a few things planned. Um, I have like a Shibari scene planned, um, a little yep. bit of tying up. Um, I have just like this, like... It's romantic, like, you know, woman in bathtub, like man drying her off, off, carrying her to the bed, asking her what she wants type of stuff. You know, just the, the, the sort of mangoes. We want mangoes and tequila, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, send the, and send the young guy in when you leave. <laughs> I love it. You got to have a nice, a 
good looking, mature guy who's handsome and in good shape. And what do you want, baby? I want some tequila on ice, some mangoes sliced and peeled on a plate with a little lime. And then send, send, send Bobby in when you, on, on the way back with all of that. I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, and you send out the old guy and she gets, you know, she's got to be a mature woman. So you send out the mature guy who's with the mature woman. You're like, oh, my God, look at this amazing, mature, sexy couple. But then she says, send in Bobby. And he's like 30, you know, and that's send him home. That's who indulges that's funny. Well, you know, the funny thing is that I'm actually going to start to add audio porn to my website. And yeah, that. and so I want I want people to submit like recordings and their fantasies and all of that. So so yeah, I mean, hey, if you if you have some audio porn that you want to record, like send it my way. <laughs> I got so much shit I could send to you right about now. You have no idea. I, you know, someone else has a porn library like that. Um Oh my God. I think Bijou did, did has something similar. There is nothing for, for those of you who like to watch porn. If you really want to have a great experience, there is nothing better than, well, I don't know how to do this though. It's going to be hard to explain that there's nothing sexier than listen, listening to your partner with somebody else and you not being able to see it or listening to, Listening to them have sex and you not be able to see it like from a different room or a different place in the country. So that, of course, is only going to work for swinger poly right, type right, people. Right. <laughs> yeah, sort of the, people, but... this sort of like the, the cock-holding fantasy, but sort of, yeah, I mean, it works both ways. It doesn't have to be. Without humiliation, yes. Yeah. It's like the cuckold without humiliation. Yeah. yeah, that is like, it is the sexiest thing but audio point yeah or just even if you record yourself yeah that, so that's without exactly exactly so so i'm gonna have like different categories like i'm gonna do like audio yes. erotica like sort of like red stories i want to have like dirty talk where it's mm -hmm. kind of like phone sex when it's like oh i want to do this to you right now blah 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 and then i want people to re record themselves like having sex or masturbating, yeah. just recording it and send yeah. it to me, and it'll go up on the library. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know, there's there's is only orgasms. That's what. Yeah, it is. That, I've seen that. There's one. A, yeah, that's the orgasm. Yeah, that has an orgasm, like, which is interesting to hear the different. You're like, oh yeah, stop that noise. What? you're making you oh know? yeah there's like there's some that sound like p women giving birth there's other like there's there's really an it's, it's very interesting variety like some are a little bit scary some are like sexy a bit <laughs> growling in the growling men who are having an orgasm and they're like <laughs> you're like excuse me you're like are you okay you have an average length to your films is some long is some short so, or... i mean they're all like short films like the the first ones that i did um were more like 10 minutes and now i feel like they're more like 20 to 40 minutes um i'm basically just filming and then kind of seeing what what I can use. And um, we always have two cameras, so it makes like a, the variety of angles like a little bit more interesting. And my films are usually kind of like 
they, they don't they're short films like from like in in terms of character like they don't have a lot of dialogue and like all of this like extra story that nobody needs it's just sort of more like a it's like an opening scene that sets the stage and gives you a reason for having sex and that sort of builds the tension and then yeah okay. and then there's like sex and then there's some like aftercare and and whatnot so it's just really kind of like I, you know, there needs to be something that leads into sex, but it doesn't have to be like a 15 minute story of like somebody walking around doing like who knows what, you know? So, pizza yeah, like boy. the pizza, exactly, pizza. exactly. <laughs> so, like that. Well, yeah. That, uh, and then also now I'm, is... I'm going to add like a little bit more, like some sort of like communication stuff, like maybe the guy asking her what she likes and she answering him. So, it's not like dialogue that sort of is sort of like, meaningless it's just i'm gonna add more words into communicating what each uh, like the partner wants that's that's yeah yes well i listen i am so excited that you are here and i really want to thank you for being here and taking the time to be part of the show and i cannot wait um to see some of your films and i love your photography too your mm. site is very beautiful thank you thank you so much Thank you so much. So let me tell you all how to stay in touch with Inca Winters and Foreplay Films. Then it's Foreplay without the E because she's, she's not extra. <laughs> so uh, the website, of course, is foreplayfilms.com. And you can find her on IG, Facebook, and Twitter under Foreplay Films. That's F-O-R-P-L-A-Y. F-I-L-M-S. And then her sex education, which we didn't get a chance to talk too much about, is, is her education channel using sexual education in a fun and humorous way to help you learn more about the things you like, don't like, and to explore your sexuality. So, Inka, thank you again for being on thank the show. Thank you so much for having me. Blast. Thank you. It was such a blast. And for the rest of my audience, you can stay in touch with me, your host, Taylor Sparks, at all on um, all of our social media website at Sisters of Sexuality, of course, the same on IG. And if you have any questions for me or any of my guests, you can email me at sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. So until next week, um, stay sexy and be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And you can always support us on our site, on our page at anchor.fm. Until next time, stay sexy. Bye-bye. Organic loving for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual, adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her, for him, for you, for the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N.com. <laughs>